Hey folks, this is Charlotte Clymer. My pronouns are she, her, and you are listening to a brand new episode of Charlotte's Web Thoughts. This is the audio slash podcast version of the actual Charlotte's Web Thoughts on Substack.com. You can go subscribe to that at charlotteclymer.substack.com. It's completely free. All you need is an email. It takes less than five seconds and it helps me out immensely. Go subscribe, charlotteclymer.substack.com. October 3rd, 2022, The Junk Drawer, Volume 1. I'm introducing a new feature called The Junk Drawer. You know, that kitchen drawer where you stuff everything that doesn't have an intuitive place elsewhere in your home. Old hot sauce packets, spare change and batteries. Unfamiliar kitchen utensils that lack a clear purpose but vaguely seem at home in a kink seminar. Also, the drawer for those who are lazy and need a place to put random things, me. This feature will be a weekly thing that offers odds and ends, mostly just interesting stuff that may not merit a larger essay, but nonetheless makes me think or laugh or otherwise feel something. I'll also include any upcoming events I'll be doing and personal news. Here's a cool feature of all this. Everyone is encouraged to submit items for consideration in the drunk drawer. See something quirky or notable? Send it to me, and I'll write it up as an item and credit you. Lizzo plays a flute, and some conservatives play themselves. On Tuesday night, Lizzo played a show at the Capital One Arena here in D.C. She was predictably fantastic, especially a segment in which she introduced, on behalf of the Library of Congress, a crystal flute once owned by James Madison from the early 1800s. She then became the first person ever to play it. She was magnificent. You can watch a full segment on it, God, in almost any news outlet, you absolutely should. A number of conservative commentators complained loudly that she, quote, disrespected history by playing the flute, though they failed to elaborate on how it was disrespectful. One commentator, to whom I will not link, claimed that her playing the flute was an attempt to humiliate white people. I'm white, and I was at the show. I did not get the memo that Lizzo was attempting to humiliate me by playing the flute. She came across, however, as a history nerd and a music nerd, and a nerd to whom I aspire in my own nerdiness. Seriously, just watch the damn video of her playing the flute. It'll make you smile. I'm not a fan of performative hurricane coverage. This week saw the landfall of Hurricane Ian, the second major hurricane of the 2022 Atlantic season. It hit Southwest Florida at Category 4 strength on Wednesday afternoon and barreled up the state over the following 24 hours, leaving in its wake widespread death and destruction. Some experts predict it will be the largest hurricane economic loss in the state's history. Karen Clark and Company, a catastrophe modeling firm, Estimated the economic loss would be $63 billion, and the total economic damage would be well over $100 billion. While the hurricane made landfall, the trope of vulnerable human beings reporting in the thick of it seemed to endure with no expectation of ever stopping. Admittedly, I have never understood the appeal of watching some poor soul in a light parka needlessly stand outside in the middle of a hurricane to tell millions of folks watching at home that hurricanes are, in fact, quite dangerous. This isn't a gospel that needs evangelists. Does anyone really think that someone tuned into the Weather Channel today because they were skeptical about the lethality of a Category 4 hurricane? No, of course not. This is all entertainment. 
It's a show. And it's very weird that we all just kind of go along with it. In the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, U.S. Coast Guardsman Zach Loesch received a call from President Biden thanking him for his life-saving rescue efforts. Right-wing media jumped on this, pointing out that Coast Guardman Loesch is expected to be separated from service within days due to his refusal to take the COVID vaccine. Here are a few of those headlines. Fox News wrote, Biden thanks Coast Guard rescuer for Hurricane Heroics days before firing over vaccine policy. The New York Post wrote, Biden thanks Coast Guard member for hurricane rescue days before vax mandate firing. You get the picture. But what they won't tell you is that this Coast Guardsman, when he enlisted in the military and began basic training, took vaccines for the following, adenovirus, influenza, measles, meningococcal, mumps, polio, rubella, tetanus diphtheria, and varicella. If you are counting, that's nine, nine vaccines during basic training. They won't tell you that this Coast Guardman was then required to take an annual influenza shot, and if he deployed, more than likely took additional vaccinations. So this Coast Guardsman has no problem with vaccines. He's only doing this out of extreme partisanship. He's not above the rules. He is not a special snowflake. He does not get preferential treatment because his politics are misaligned with common sense public health policies reasonably implemented by the military. So when you see some conservatives today inevitably claim that a hero's career is being destroyed over not taking the COVID vaccine, remember that he's not being fired because he didn't take a vaccine. He's being fired because he ignored a lawful military order over a common sense public health regulation. He made this choice all by himself and for selfish reasons. In personal news, my birthday is next week. I'll be turning 36 on October 12th. Every year I do a birthday fundraiser for Running Start, an org that empowers young women and non-binary folks to get involved in politics. More details regarding that on Monday. Recently, I was confirmed by the D.C. City Council as one of Mayor Muriel Bowser's nominees to the D.C. Human Rights Commission. I'm very excited to serve in this volunteer role. You know that super follower thing you've been seeing on Twitter? Well, I'm doing it now, and anyone who super follows me gets a follow back. So just go to my Twitter profile and click super follow. It's a new fiscal year and school year, and I'm always available for speaking engagements. Looking for someone to speak at your conference, college, or company? There's a link in the blog. Just click there and fill out the form. Here's where I'm going to be in the near future. This week, I'm going to fly to Puerto Rico for the U.S. conference on HIV and AIDS. I will not be speaking. I'll just be visiting and doing some, I wouldn't say reporting, but more amplification of advocates who are trying to inform the public on HIV and AIDS. Next week, I'll be at the Sustainability Awards in D.C. to recognize climate change activists. I am not one, but I will be there to help recognize them. Um, next week, I will also be at the Lesbians Who Tech San Francisco Conference uh, Summit, I should say. Uh, I will be speaking on a couple panels. The tickets are pretty cheap. Uh, there's going to be a lot of luminaries there. Uh, Roxanne Gay, uh, Rosie O'Donnell, a bunch of people. I probably will not be able to meet them. <laughs> because they'll be very busy, uh, but y'all should absolutely go and I will be there. And if you see me there, you should come up and say hi. And then finally on October 15th, 
I'll be moderating a book tour event for the new book, Mad Honey, a novel by Jody Picoult and Jennifer Finney Boyland, two of my favorite writers at the Smithsonian Zoo Visitor Center Auditorium in DC. That's on October 15th. You can buy tickets at a link in the blog. Oh, and then one more thing. Regina Spector is coming to DC in just under two weeks. Uh, I am so excited to attend. And if you see me there, you should come up and say hi. All right, folks, until next week, have a good one.